In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. My, oh, my, have you heard about all the heat-breaking records across the nation? Pretty remarkable. Here, we're going to see 86 or high. We've had that quite often this uh, summer. Tomorrow, 89. It's a Tuesday, and we got a free-for-all. And, of course, our phone number, 592. Let's see here. 6646, right? 740-592-6646. Just like this person right here. Good morning. You're on the air. Morning, guys. It's J.W. Hey, J.W. Morning. Hey, I thought all this heat was coming from all the hot air from the radio. I didn't say that. (laughs) Well, that happens, but... (laughs) Anyway, well, I had a couple of reasons for calling. Yes, um, sir. <laughs> first, Scott, I want to thank you, buddy, for playing that song for me. And it's always good to have a connection at the uh, at the radio station, you know. <laughs> uh, you're so welcome. I'm blessed to be able to do so. I appreciate it. I also wanted to say that I really have always appreciated, but really appreciate Father Horak's devotions. Wow, they're 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 powerful and getting more and more powerful. I. I love them. Uh, they're just wonderful. Wonderful. Well, Don's he, been a member of this community for many years, and um, he, he is a nice, just a wonderful guy. Yeah, he's... I learned so much from him, too, and um, they, they, are, uh, they are the epitome of what that, what that show ought to be about, I Amen. think. Amen. Um, but here's what I really called. I wanted to make your uh, listeners, if you don't mind, make an announcement, Dave. Try it. <laughs> uh, well, so I'm going to have a gospel concert at oh, Stewart's okay. September September 30th, Friday, September 30th, from seven to nine. My featured guest is going to be that singing idol Sherelle. Yeah, and I'm gonna. It's like a community gospel thing. Now, the reason I'm calling early, there's no admission fee, but you have to go online at the opera house and select your seat. Oh. or seats, and okay. they're going quick. So I wanted people to be aware. If you want to come join me that night for a couple of hours in Sherelle and hear some good inspirational singing on September 30th, 7 o'clock. Well, I, I um, would change one one part of that. You said good. Right? I was thinking the same thing. I would say great. Yes. I've heard the two of you. Well, I'm going to mail you the check as soon as I get off the phone here. Okay. okay. <laughs> P.O. Box 210. I got you. But okay. <laughs> it will probably bounce, but I'll mail it. Okay. Ooh, we won't drop it then. But, yeah, September 30th. Uh, please go online and select your seats. They're going. It's going to be a one. Something I've wanted to do, tried to do it in February, but um, just didn't work out. But this is the right time to do it. And... Um, Yes, it's it going is. to be a wonderful time to just, I, you know, I just wanted to something to bring the community together um, in a stressless night, you know. Uh, uh, what, what night of the week is that? That's a Friday. Okay. 
Friday night, 7 to 9. I promise won't keep you past 9. And, and <laughs> again, the date? September 30. September and there's 30. no charge, but you need to uh, reserve your seats. Got to go on and select your seats. Yeah, it's, it's open admission. There will be uh, concession stands there. Mm-hmm. Sure. But you got to select those seats. Okay. Stewart's so, Opera House, right? At the Opera House, that's yes. right, which is okay. one of the better venues down here. I'd say after oh, yeah. Mahmoud, it's probably, yeah, yeah, second best in terms of musicians. Uh, Arts West is getting better and better over there, but I'd say for us performers, I'd say Stewart's is right up there. Uh, uh, for me, anyway. I can't speak for all the musicians, but it, it, it works for me. So, Except One more time, September 30th, 7 o'clock, Friday. Go online to, you should see the link, and uh, you should see, you find information. Scott, get it done on your phone right now. Show it to Dave right now. Get it up. <laughs> You'll see my picture there, so he can't say it's, it's, uh, it's not me. <laughs> get it up, show him, and tell him to get his name on the dotted line. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. We're Thank you have... so much, my friends. I appreciate it so much, brother. Great Absolutely. to hear you. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, uh, good morning, folks. Um, party line on the air, and it's um, see Tuesday, isn't it? It is, and um, it's funny how all these days get mixed up in my head recently. Just too many things going on, and uh, too many things to think about. Um, today is July nineteenth, and as we just said, a Tuesday. Um, you know, in terms of our daily list of today is this, today is that, there's only two things listed. Did you see that this yeah, morning? Yeah, I noticed that. Sometimes we have 22 things listed. That's a little bit of an exaggeration, but yeah. it seems that way. Yeah, but only two today. Okay, and... Um, it's National Words with Friends Day. Now, we just had that a moment ago. Yes, we did. Words with Friends Day recognizes friendly competition and smart wordplay. It also honors the 2009 launch of the popular game franchise. Huh. I have not heard of that game. I- I've heard of it. I'm not sure I've experienced it. This day honors the intellectual spirit and camaraderie that comes with playing word games with the advent of the Internet. Games like Words with Friends introduced us to a whole new level of competition. Not only could we connect with friends through games we played, but we could also challenge ourselves to new levels of word knowledge with more people than ever before. Okay. And then the other thing, like I said, only two things listed today. National Daiquiri Day. Now, um, if you had to associate a daiquiri with a particular country, what would you do? Mexico? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I'm just curious. Maybe Google it or something. But... um, uh, I think, in my head, it would be, you know, like a Mexican restaurant. Now, th- of course, they're available at all kinds of restaurants in, yeah. in places. But most famous, 
I would think Mexico. See if any, see if the computer agrees at all. Okay. Well, let's see here. We can do our historical events. And um, let's see. On this date of July 19th, but the year was 1595, the astronomer Johannes Kepler has an epiphany and develops his theory of the geometrical basis of the universe while teaching in Graz. The geometrical basis of the universe. I, I, I'm curious here. What, where is Graz? G-R-A-Z. G-R-A-Z. Let's see. Let's just... Type that in. Where is Graz? Austria. Austria. Yes. Fair enough. Next, we go to this date, but the year 1843. The steamship SS Great Britain is launched, designed by Isambard Kingdom Brunel. Or maybe it's Bruno. And it is the first ocean-going craft with an iron hull or screw propeller. And at the time, the largest vessel afloat in the world. The SS Great Britain. A steamship. Then just a few years later, in 1848... On this date, the U.S. the first U.S. Women's Rights Convention was held in Seneca Falls, New York. It was organized by Elizabeth Cady Stanton and Lucretia Mott. A Women's Rights Convention, the first here in our nation. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about each of these women. So um, let me just ask you, Scott, to... Okay. Elizabeth <coughs> Katie Stanton. There goes my phone, of course. Let me turn that off. Um, and the other person was Lucretia Mott, but we'll do them one at a time. Okay. Elizabeth Katie Stanton was an American writer and activist who was a leader of the women's rights movement in the U.S. during the mid to late 19th century. Mm-hmm. And um, does, is a geographical area mentioned at all? Uh, she was born in Johnstown, New York, and passed in New York, New okay. York. Then Lucretia Mott, M-O-T-T. Lucretia Mott was an American abolitionist. She was an American Quaker, women's rights activist, and social reformer. She had formed the idea of reforming the position of women in society when she was amongst the women excluded from the World Anti-Slavery Convention held in London in 1840. Hmm. She was born in Nantucket, Massachusetts, and died in Cheltenham, Cheltenham Township, Pennsylvania. Okay. 
We have another caller standing by. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, this message is for David. That's you may nice. or may not know since you're so busy uh, these days, and you might not have had the time to listen on your answering machine. Maybe you got one, maybe you didn't. We did. Uh, there's a scheduled outage in our area for uh, Wednesday, uh, July 20, for the AEP from 9 to noon. They're trying to uh, clear the the, uh, the the lines from overgrowth of trees and things like that in our area. Just thought I'd tell you that. So if you get home and you don't have any power on that date. That's tomorrow, uh, did you say? That's tomorrow, Wednesday. From 9 to noon. 9 to noon. Okay. I figured if you had a message, it would probably piled up, and don't always have time to get them all off your machine. Yeah, interesting. And okay. I thought, well, you know, you didn't want to call home and find an empty house and wonder if it was just you. Yeah, yeah. okay. Well, <laughs> okay. thank you. You're welcome, dear. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, so, um, I don't know how large an area that engages, um, but in my neighborhood, those of you that know where that is, uh, at least that's a telephonic message that uh, came in on our home phones, right? Yes. So. Do you have the alert on your cell phone to get those from AEP? Generally, I do. But, yeah. Uh, you haven't gotten one yet? Well, let's see here. Message. If not, I would guess there will be one appearing at some time. But good, good to know from the caller ahead of time. So, folks, here's one that they says they received my payment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's always a plus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't see anything recent. Um, and maybe what about email? Could it be on email? It could, couldn't. Yep, quite possibly. Let's go to that too. Yeah. Uh, oh, it won't show on my phone. It'll only show on my uh, computer because I have AEP auto files to a particular place anyway uh, okay anyway 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 okay yeah, those i've i've noticed being down in that area too that that's probably some much needed maintenance done tree on, trimming yeah and uh, they certainly have been doing a lot more of that this summer than i think they have in recent years yeah which is fine yeah and and you know come winter time when all that snow piles up down there and you think oh boy you see that big limb hanging over that power line mm -hmm. with all that snow on it if it comes down the power is going you know one of those things and i'm thinking yeah it makes it look different and a little more bare but um i don't like to see trees destroyed but at the same time you don't want to freeze in the winter time either or power be out for a while and until they can get to it there have been a couple trees I'm going to say in the neighborhood that uh, I thought they overdid. Uh, I, what I mean is they took way too much off. But uh, I grant you they are near um, one of the main feed lines. But um, they've never done that in previous years to that degree. Yeah, they they want to make sure it gets cleared out, I guess. But I you guess know, they, so. it grows back. Makes me reminds me of that uh, that area over on the hillside across from uh, East State Street, across the river, where yeah. all that timber was yeah. taken off, and yeah. people were having a hissy fit about the 
hillside being so bare. If you've noticed, I don't know how many years ago that was, but all that uh, foliage has grown back. Oh, yeah. Now, it looks, looks very nice back over there now. But, I mean, it was, it's privately owned property. And, you know, as you know as well as I do, you can do what you want with privately owned property. Well, um, anyway. Within legal limits, of course. I'm, I'm just glad that um, AEP has the capability uh, with their machinery and everything to give us some sort of heads up. Right? Yes, yeah. Communication with the outage. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you'll be getting one today or maybe even tonight. But, again, thanks to the caller for sure that update. People can, as I mentioned, plan ahead if they need to. And, you know, in this day and age, um, we aren't as, um, what would you call it, diligent. We aren't very diligent about checking our home phone messages, are we? Uh, because uh, we all have gotten used to our cell phones. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, anyway, let's go on. Uh, let's see. On this date in 1941, British Prime Minister Winston Churchill launches his V for Victory campaign. All right. Let's see here. Let's do some birthdays. I don't even know how to pronounce this name. Uh, I w- I'm thinking he's a sports guy. Um, could it be Ely Nastasi? Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. Ely Nastasi. Was he tennis? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, th- in this picture, he doesn't look like he could play much of a game anymore. <laughs> Yeah. I can identify with that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but he's celebrating his 76th birthday today. He is a Romanian former world number one tennis player. He was ranked number one in the world in singles from August of 1973 to June of 1974. That's a long time in tennis. And was the Give first me the years again. From August when to when? 1973 until the following summer, June of 1974. So you've got about nine months. Yeah, that's a long time in tennis with all the stars that come through there. There's like golfers. The world rankings, they they change from time to time, if not from week to week. Uh, Hmm. he, He was the first man to hold the top position on the computerized ATP rankings. All right. What year to that again? August of 1973. Okay. To June of 1974. When you say computerized, I'm thinking, well, did they have computers back then? But certainly they did. I, it was more recent than I realized. Yeah. Okay. Um, another famous birthday, Samuel Colt. Um, back in the 1800s, early 1800s, he was born in 1814. He died in 1862. Colt. Yes, Samuel Colt was an American inventor, industrialist, and businessman who established Colt's Patent Firearms Manufacturing uh-huh. Company. Like 
the Colt and, 45 mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And made the mass production of revolvers commercially viable. Um, two, two gals, two women to um, mention. Lizzie Borden, born in 1860 on this date, died in 1927. Now, Lizzie Andrew Borden was an American woman tried and acquitted of the August 4th, 1892 axe murders of her father and stepmother in Fall River, Massachusetts. No one else was charged in the murders, and despite ostracism from other residents, Borden spent the remainder of her life in Fall River. And that's the community where it occurred? Yep. So. Tried and acquitted. You would think she would move away to um, escape all the rumors and yeah. stuff like that. Yep, the windows and, the, as it says, ostracism, being ostracized from the community. So This next one um, is um, her picture kind of attracts me. Sophia Muratova. M-U-R-A-T-O-V-A. She was born on this date in 1929. She died in 2006. Sofia Muratova. She was a Soviet gymnast. She competed in the 1956 and 1960 Olympics and won eight medals. I kind of remember that name now that you mention it. Or now that you gave the description. Okay, uh, famous deaths. Let's see here. Okay, and two I guess we have. Oh boy. This Augustin de Iturbide. Iturbid. So Augustin and then de, D-E. Iturbide, I-T-U-R-B-I-D-E. Now, he was born in in 1783. He died in 1824 on this date. A-U-G-U-S-T-O-N? T-I-N. T-I-N. Let's try that. D-A-Y-E? Well, no, D-E. Oh, day. Okay, here we go. Uh, full name, Augustin Cosme Damien D.E. Turby, a Mavru, a Ramabru. <laughs> Gee what is whiz. that? That's the full name. Oh, a- oh. A-R-A-M-B-U-R-U. <laughs> a Ramburu. A Ramburu. <laughs> he was also known as Augustin of Mexico. That is much easier. And was a Mexican army general and politician. Well, he, di- he died on this date in 1824. What is he known for, pray tell? He raised as a Spanish gentleman in New Spain. He rose through the ranks of the military and commanded royalist forces against the Mexican independence movement. Mm. Well, there you have it. Okay, and the last one, I think it's Sigmund 
re. And so S-Y-N-G-M-A-N. That's his first name. Last name is... Once, once again, S... S-Y-N-G-M-A-N. Last name R-H-E-E. Well, let me just mention here. He was born in 1875 and died on this date in 1965. In Honolulu. Oh. He was a South Korean politician who served as the first president of South Korea from 1948 to 1960. He was also the first and last president of the Provisional Government of the Republic of Korea from 1919 to his impeachment in 1925, but then again served from 1947 to 1948. Um, let's see here. July 19th, which is today. But um, it says, this date is famous because American women demand their rights. On this day, a group of determined women organized the first formal meeting in America to discuss women's rights. And that event became known as the Seneca Falls Convention. All right. Well. Daiquiri. Are you ready for this info where it originated? Sure. Um, The daiquiri we know today traces back to Cuba. Cuba right around 1898, and has stuck around the island as an extremely popular drink. So here all this time I thought it was Mexican-based, but it's um, Cuba. Yeah, you were only about a half a hemisphere away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Probably the Cuban rum, I'm guessing, was mixed in that. Well, I do like them. And they come in many different um, variations, if you know what I mean, flavors and so on. Yeah. Um, Here's some more info if you're interested. Daiquiri is also the name of a beach and an iron mine near Santiago, Cuba, and is a word of Taino origin. It was supposedly invented by an American mining engineer named Jennings Cox, who was in Cuba then at the tail end of the Spanish captaincy general government during the time of the Spanish-American War. And if you're not interested in that, well, it's already a done thing. Okay, um, what's going on news wise? Um, the Parkland trial. Opening statements began yesterday in the death penalty trial of Nicholas Cruz, who shot and killed 17 students and staff members at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School down in Parkland, Florida. This occurred in 2018. The jurors in this trial will need to decide whether the 23-year-old gunman 
who pleaded guilty in October should receive the death penalty or be sentenced to life in prison without parole. The attack is the deadliest to reach trial in U.S. history as shooters in similar attacks have died by suicide or police gunfire. The gunman, a former student at that school, I believe, opened fire in the school's halls with an AR-15 semi-automatic rifle on Valentine's Day four years ago. And as I mentioned already, killing 17 people and injuring 17 others. Under Florida law, jurors must examine whether the attack included at least one aggravating factor that made it uh, a capital crime or if mitigating circumstances such as mental illness can spare capital punishment. Florida is among 27 states that have the death penalty. Uh, the story goes on separately. Officials identified the victims of a Sunday shooting at a mall near Indianapolis. The attacker reportedly opened fire indiscriminately in a food court before being shot and killed by a legally armed bystander. No motive has been identified. Um, England, Great Britain, the UK, whatever you want to call it. Yesterday, Temperatures hit an all-time high in many parts of the UK. Stanton Downham, Suffolk, in eastern England reaching over 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Britain's Weather Service issued its first ever red extreme heat warning with temperatures forecast to be even hotter today, likely beating the national record, which is presently 101.7 degrees, which was set uh, three years ago in 2019. The country did face several travel disruptions due to the heat, with many businesses and schools closed. Uh, they go on, a national emergency has been declared as the country is not accustomed to handling such high temperatures. Many buildings in the country are designed to keep heat in and fewer than 5% of residential homes are thought to have a cooling unit. That's interesting. Only 5% have air conditioning, I think is what they're saying. Mm, yeah. <clears throat> Temperatures in the UK can also feel warmer than in other areas of Europe because of its high humidity levels. And uh, all of Europe um, struggling under this uh, heat thing. We have a caller. Yeah. Let's go to our phones. Good morning. 
Good morning. Good Dave. morning. Hi. I was just wanted to let you know that there's a hazardous waste disposal at Harkin College on Saturday, July 23rd from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. They yep. take the batteries, paint, toxic chemicals, mercury thermometers, and other toxic things. Okay. And it's at Hawking College, you say? Yeah, on Saturday, the 23rd. Will it be obvious? I mean, they have a large area there. Right? It'll be, it was in the parking lot last year. I assume it will be in there the same place. Okay. And give me the hours again. It's from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. And the date one last time. Saturday, the 23rd of July. So this coming Saturday. Yes. Okay. Well, good. Thank you. Yeah, they only have a couple of these a year, so it's nice to get rid of a lot of things that you can't throw in the garbage. You know, um, can I talk about something similar? Sure. Okay. Sure. Um, my wife has been ill for many years, and with her passing um, over a month ago, I had a lot of um, medicines, right? Mm -hmm. Prescription drugs and things like that. And it included uh, things like, um, oh, what do you call that? Uh, nebulizer fluids and stuff like that. And um, so I asked about to find out, is there a good way of disposing of those? And they they told me to take them over to, oh, that health center next to um, Oblenis Hospital. Hopewell. Hope Thank you. To Hopewell. Yes. And they accepted all of them, and mm -hmm. they, they explained that they have... Um, a, a police officer or two who reviews all of them and I, I suppose checks to make sure they're not uh, expired or something. I don't know. Something like that. Um, and then they can help people that maybe cannot typically afford such things um, by giving them to them if they're prescribed. You know what right. I mean? That's wonderful. It's, it's awful to waste things. I remember when my dad passed and we had so much medicine. They came and they flushed it all down the toilet. Yeah. They, they wouldn't save any of it. And and think of our water system, too. Right. It didn't make any sense to me. Some of it we never opened. It was never, the seal was never broken. Same but here. But they, they dumped it all down the toilet. Yeah. And, and you but know, maybe the options weren't available back then, but... Anyway, they are now. Yeah. And um, so, folks, um, um, the, mo there was only one drug she was on that was um, extremely unique. Okay. All yeah. all the others were um, commonplace, if you will, or used often. And so, right. so we hope that somebody else will benefit from them. Right. Well, listen, uh, so Saturday, 9 to what? 
Nine to one. Nine to one at Hawking College. And this is for, uh, what's the word you used? Hazardous waste. Hazardous waste. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, nice voice there. Um, let's see here. So we talked about the UK's heat wave. Uh, about 10 minutes remaining today. Marburg. A Marburg virus outbreak. The highly infectious Marburg virus. Never heard of it. Had you? Uh, I have not. Well, this is in Ghana, and there's been an outbreak there, and once again, they're describing it as highly infectious Marburg, M-A-R-B-U-R-G, virus. It's an Ebola-like virus, and they have about a hundred patients overall being monitored in Ghana. From the They say this was discovered, this particular thing, fifty years ago. Mm. And there are since its discovery just under four hundred lab confirmed deaths on record because of it. Well, anyway. From what I'm seeing, it looks like a pretty deadly disease. Yeah, it looks uh, looks bad. It says in fatal cases, death usually occurs between eight and nine days after the onset, usually preceded by severe blood loss and shock. Mm -hmm. mm. Nausea, vomiting, chest pain, sore throat, abdominal pain may appear. Inflammation of the pancreas, severe weight loss, delirium, shock, liver failure, massive hemorrhaging, multi-organ dysfunction. My goodness, anything left? Yeah, really. <laughs> what doesn't it affect? Um, it's been interesting how many people I that I know who have recently, I mean in, in the last few weeks, uh, tested positive for COVID. Yeah, same here. Um, and, uh, you know, the symptoms that they've described is kind of like having a bad cold. But um, I, 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 that's but all I know. This variant that is being contracted is the one that is the most contagious COVID variant of them all yet to this date. Mm -hmm. So it is extremely contagious, folks. So be aware of that. You know, we, we tell you again, wash your hands, social distance if you need to, mask if you feel more comfortable about that. But, uh, yeah, like Dave said, I, I've heard of more and more people in this area, and I think we – we, being Athens County area, 
has received an elevated level once again uh, from the state health organization, Department of Health in the state of Ohio. We're not a red. I think we're in the yellow, which is the second stage up. I hope um, this Dick Gaskell, um, J- J- Dr. James Gaskell, won't mind me saying this. He, of course, is the head of our health department. But he himself got it. And this is a couple weeks ago, I think, now. Um, And, uh, of course, he has been very diligent about telling our listeners and everybody he comes across how cautious to be. Yep. Um, anyway. Well, as as we know, it COVID does not discriminate. It doesn't care who you are, how old you are, and what kind of health you're in. Well, let's see here. I've got the uh, New York Times uh, morning report in front of me. And I'm wondering, do we need a little more hard news, or should we try to lighten it up a little bit? Uh, let's do lighten up. Okay. Just a bit. I mean. Now I I told you, I think yesterday, uh, that I I'd be curious and also um, pleased about uh, things you might find that would lighten us up. Right? Oh. <laughs> So um, I'm curious, how did you go about exploring? Oh, but, you know, I shouldn't ask this question. We only have four minutes left. Um, we should just do it. Yeah. Okay, so. I Well, for me, I you know, I like sporting events. The Copperheads are playing better. They had a uh, record set for the most home runs in a season just recently by an individual player. Uh, they Of course, they beat the home run record by one now season is uh, winding up or winding down whichever you prefer um the home run derby speaking of home runs was last night at dodger stadium and that was really something to watch because uh none of the favorites made it into the finals and there were two young guys in the finals uh, i can't think of the guy's first name from seattle but he was picked by the players as one of the favorites, and it's not a real household name. I think his last name is Rodriguez. Okay. But, uh, man, he first round he hit 32 home runs, and he, it was a just magnificent display of raw power. And uh, the favorites, Kyle Schwarber of the Phillies. I wish the Reds would get that guy. He's from the Cincinnati area. And the way the ball flies out of Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati, I'm telling you, he could hit 70 home runs there. He's a left-handed batter. The right field fence is short, uh, you know, in terms of other stadiums, in comparison to other stadiums. And and I'm telling you, he could he could blast away there. But he ended up signing with the Phillies. He was a favorite to win. He didn't make it out of the first round, I don't think. Um, and Pete Alonzo from the New York Mets 
was also a favorite. He's a, won the Derby the last two years in a row, and he got knocked out in the first or second round, I think. I think it went four rounds. Um, and then Juan Soto of the Washington Nationals, who incidentally, get this, turned down a contract from the Nationals for the amount of $440 million. Jeez. Uh, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> That's an understatement. Yeah, they, they were wanting well, to well, sign well, well, him why? for 15 why years. Why would they turn that down? Well, I think he wants to play somewhere else. He wants to play for a team that will be a contender to win the National League Championship and eventually get into the World Series. Hmm. And right now, Washington's in last place okay. in their division. Um, so that has to be. So right now, the Nationals are entertaining trade offers from other teams. And my guess is he'll end up you know, in a, in a big city market that can afford these good players. And uh, I'd saw an article yesterday, too, about is college football happening that way, you know, where they can make the most money, the best players will go to the the schools that they can make the most money. Now talk is coming out about should there be a salary cap on this name, image, likeness thing where they can profit off of their name, image, or likeness, which, you know, it's like the rookie salary caps in baseball, football, basketball. But anyway, the home run derby was – uh, really neat to watch, and a lot of people love that, and, and Juan Soto ended up winning it. it, it here's something incredible, and I know we're running short on time. Very short. But uh, he had no home runs with only a minute. You have three minutes to hit as many home runs as you can. He had a minute and 30 left, and he had zero home runs, and he came back to win hitting 19 home runs in a minute and a half. Wow. Well, folks, um have a great day out there, please. And um, it's going to be warm, but not, not as warm as other parts of the country. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH FM. News on the hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez in New York. A heat wave is blanketing the U.S. and Europe again today. This man lives in Wichita, Kansas, where the high is 106. Hopefully it cools off soon. I'm tired of it. I don't like, I don't like when it's too hot like this. The temperature set a new record in Britain today, where it reached 104. This doctor is seeing patients with heat-related illnesses. It's people who haven't been using sunblock or sun protection, and that we've seen a lot of burns. Some quite severe, particularly children, elderly people, dehydration. The head of the U.N. Weather Agency says he hopes the heat wave in the U.K. serves as a wake-up call to lawmakers and voters to pay more attention to climate change. The WHO says COVID cases have tripled across Europe in the past six weeks. Infections are also soaring in and around.